0: Oh, that game Saturday night at the NBA Finals with the Suns and the bucks That was off the chain. And so is DraftKings. Basketball is crowning a new champion. There's still time to get in all the hoops action with DraftKings. DraftKings is offering all players a free shot. And up to $5,000 in total prizes with their free-to-play pools. $5,000 in total prizes up for grabs for each game. The best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you got to do is answer a handful of questions around what you're going to think is going to happen with this series or you know who's going to be the MVP. All those questions are there. Questions like which team will cover the spread to the next game that will be played, three-pointers, who's going to win the fourth quarter, and so much more. Getting all the action before the season ends, download the Top Red DraftKings app now and use the promo code WMVP when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $5,000 in total prizes during the finals. Head to the DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code WMVP. For a limited time only at DraftKings, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Wow. Let's talk about the NBA Finals right now. Here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by the aforementioned DraftKings. Yes, basketball is hood It is the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast Brought to you by DraftKings At Casino Queen Sportsbook I am Jay Hood And the Milwaukee Bucks are now up three games to two In the NBA Finals As the Bucks win 123-119 in Phoenix Does that mean the series is over? You know, these NBA playoffs And the NBA Finals they're so unpredictable. Who knows, right? Who knows what's going to happen in this series? I expect because the Bucks are one game away to be able to salt this away and knock it down. But who knows, right? Do the Suns have another right hand, another left hand, another couple of punches to be able to keep this series going until 7? Who knows? All I know is that last night... When you saw the beginning of the game in which Phoenix led 37-21 to 21 in the first quarter, 11 straight field goals by the Suns, right? A 16-point advantage in the first quarter, and then you thought, okay, Phoenix has the momentum because Phoenix is at home. And then all of a sudden, 43 points scored in the second quarter by the Bucks. Bobby Portis was key, and you saw 43 points in the second quarter. And then from there, you look at how the Bucs were able to play. When you look at this game, for once, the big three of the Bucs came through. And you say, oh, Hood has happened before. I'm talking about in the biggest moment, right? In a game that's crucial, tied at two, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday all were able to contribute in a big way. And if you're going to assemble a big three, if you're going to give big money to Chris Middleton and big money to Giannis Antetokounmpo for his future for this basketball team, they have to be able to come through. And that's exactly what you did. So when you look at Giannis, Giannis didn't go to the foul line a ton on the road here in Phoenix. Four for 11 from the foul line. Not the same Giannis that you will get at home at Fiserv Forum. But what I loved is, is that Giannis, the key to his stat line, zero for one from three. He wasn't trying to shoot a lot of threes. What he's trying to do is just be himself from the foul line down, which I've talked about in previous podcasts. On the inside, he's as dominant a man as you will find in the NBA. 32 points, he had 9 rebounds and 6 assists, so he had a terrific game for 41 minutes and then Middleton, who I have hyped up and talked about a lot here in the playoffs Middleton, as a quote unquote number 2 guy, came through like a number 1 with his 29 points, his 12 for 23 from the field 3 for 8 from 3 point range, I was very impressed by that, and the same thing with Holiday as well, Holiday with 27 points and 13 assists that was a tremendous effort by Holiday, including the key, the key to the game in the fourth quarter late. Here's Booker trying to make something happen, and then you see Holiday with the steal and then the dunk on the other end by Giannis. That's exactly what the Bucks needed, and the Bucks go on to victory. Something else, too, when you take a look at the Bucs, especially from their bench standpoint, and again, it's the playoffs, it's the finals, so the rotations get really really tight right you have your starting five and you gotta get your best three guys that you trust your best two guys that you can trust and so portis i thought very key with his nine points and his three rebounds Bobby Portis, the same Bobby Portis that we saw in the Chicago Bulls organization. He was with a couple other teams as well. It's just it's not, not, it's not like he's lighting up the scoreboard, but there's key moments where he's able to get a rebound, to get a free throw, knock down a couple threes. He was very good on Saturday night. Pat Connaughton, I've been waiting for him to have a breakout game. 33 minutes, he had 14 points, but four of six from three. Now, keep in mind that the Bucks shot 50% from three, 14 for 28, which you love that because it wasn't a ton of threes. On the other end is the Suns. They shot 68%, 13 for 19. But the difference to me is the big three for the Bucks were able to come through with bench help. And then the flip side with the Suns, right? So the Suns had five players in double digits, all five. And you say, well, how'd they lose the game? Well, Chris Paul had 21 points and 11 assists. Now, if you didn't see the ball game, you would know that Chris Paul, even though he has 21 and 11, he had a double-double, did not go to the foul line at home. Did not even go to the foul line. That's a problem. Bridges didn't go to the foul line. Crowder didn't go to the foul line. But Devin Booker was stellar with his 40 points. In 42 minutes of play, he had three assists and two steals, but the key play where Booker was trying to make something happen in the fourth quarter, the ball's taken away from him uh, by a guy that I've liked for a long time in holiday, and the Suns end up losing the ball game. But also the bench help, like as much as I've admired campaign here in the postseason and Craig and Johnson, it just wasn't enough. So, yeah, they have five players in double digits, but Chris Paul did not have a good first three quarters. He was able to come alive in the fourth quarter when you needed some baskets. That's great. But I again, you don't go to the foul line enough for me. You're at home and you shoot 11 free throws compared to the 17 shot by the Milwaukee Bucks. So you look at the glass too, right? The toughness there. You want to be have some toughness there plus 2 on the glass for the Milwaukee Bucks. And so it, it is interesting to watch the Bucks throughout these playoffs. You know what I've learned? You've heard me be frustrated with the Bucks throughout the playoffs cuz what we're used to seeing this time of year, right, well, not in July, but during the NBA finals, we're used to a team being able to move forward and be able to play above the competition. Hey, it's not like we've never seen a seven-game finals before, but what I've been waiting for the Bucks to do on a regular basis in these playoffs is to be able to be playing with a ruthless aggression. And I think that what we saw Saturday night was the first time where I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Giannis and Middleton, Holly all played well. Lopez pitched in. Conrad was able to knock down four threes. I felt like the Bucks are a team that's a slow starting team because they don't have a lot of shooters but they seem to get stronger as the game goes on. They are survivors for sure and not overly dominant, but what is it, so, so much of a change from my seat, watching these finals and watching the Bucs, because we're used to like two or three guys taking over a game and being able to lead a team to the finals. And so when I see the Bucks, it's a slow start. It's, you know, they seem like they're just trying to figure out what they want to do. There's missteps here, a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. And, Watching yesterday, it made me realize that this Bucks team is not a polished team, but as they move along, you can see how much they are longer, they're athletic, they are stronger than the Suns. And what I kept telling you is the matchup really comes down to the Suns and how fast they are offensively with Booker and watching what they do with, um, with Chris Paul when he's on the floor and Ayton. And watching Bridges, it's, it is really their speed against the will and the strength of the Bucks, And Giannis, along with Anthony Davis, and maybe you could throw in Joel Embiid, there's very few guys that you can look now in the NBA and say, boy, the big man is back. The big man can be able to dominate a game from the foul line down. And so, even though this is a three-point happy league, I'm just it's refreshing to see the big man be able to dominate like Giannis can against a smaller Suns team. And again, it's really about the strength. The Bucs are wearing down the Suns. Now, here's the question. Do the Suns have another shot at this to prevent them from being eliminated here and the Bucks winning the championship? That's the big question. We'll see what happens coming up in our next game. But Milwaukee leads now three games to two. Let's hear from uh, a tired Mike Boonhoser. Uh, the bags, the Samsonite, the luggage underneath the eyes. T- Tell us a great story about the beleaguered head coach of the Bucks, Mike Boonhoser, talking to the press as the Bucks now lead the series three games to two.
1: Hey,
0: coach, when you think about the opportunity that you guys have in front of you, what this
1: means to the city of Milwaukee, what are you going to? take advantage
2: of the moment you know when you think about what this means to the city and to this team what are you looking forward to about the moment i mean we just got to go play game six um it's it's a great opportunity to go home you know we'll keep our keep our routines we'll prepare we'll get ready um you just got to go play basketball. You got to find a way to win a game. And um, the fact that we're home and uh, we have the support of our fans, the support of our city, it's important. It's going to be meaningful. Um, but you got to go make plays. You got to make things happen defensively, make things happen offensively. And, you know, our guys, I think are, you know, they'll, they'll be ready to do that.
3: Hey, Coach, uh, how much do you think the experience you guys had in the past two years in this playoffs helped you make it to this point in which you guys are one win away from the
0: championship?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, every team has a different journey. Players have different journeys. Um, You know, so I I certainly feel like uh, you know, what we've been through this playoffs um, you know, um, every team, you know, that advances, you you feel like uh, you're better because of the the competition you just went through and what we've been through the last couple, two, three years. um, You know, it's it's prepared us, um, you know, to be in this moment and, and, uh, and play and, and execute both ends of the court. Um, you know, so I think it's just part of our journey and we still got a ways to go. Are you good? Um, thank you. Um, I, I guess we'll just start with the day you, you've talked so much about staying in the moment, staying focused and present. How difficult was that to start your day with your brother and to kind of learn his situation and, that type of thing before before a
3: finals game um, it, it was extremely it was extremely difficult uh, because you know I know how bad he you know he wanted to be here and you know to help the team be around the team and cheer for the team and you know give you know the energy that he always gives to everybody you know because everybody feels his energy you know um, but at the end of the day we got we got to do you know we got to do our job you know we got to come out here and you uh, you know try to play good basketball try to you know try to you know win the game you know and uh, as much as he it hurts like you know uh, everybody that he's not you know not hearing me even more but like still gotta do our job still still you know we know that he's supporting us um he was you know sending me messages you know uh, personally so you know, we were we able to do our job even though he, he was not here to, you know, give that energy he gives all the time from the bench. Um, I,
2: well, speaking of the, the bench to open the second quarter, um, what did you, was that, what was your vantage point? What did you see from your teammates as they started that run? And then even when, but you know, there was the timeout in there, but kind of decided to roll with it and, and mm-hmm. have you still kind of sit there? Yeah, you know, uh, great momentum. Yeah. Uh,
3: we we're able to keep our composure. We we're making shots. We we're getting downhill. We we're defending. You know, we're you know we're down 16. You know, and you know that's what our team is about. You know, you can go the other way. You can be like, oh yeah, okay. You know, this is not the night. But you no, know, we we kept playing hard. Especially that group that came back to the game. They kept moving the ball. They kept getting open shots. Um, they were knocking it knocking it down too. So they played great. They played great in that that stretch. Eric on the right. Uh,
2: did the hotel room survive I feel like the was be jumping on like the bed like throwing couches around like i I think just
3: because I know him a little bit better he's probably he was probably screaming in front of the uh, the TV and probably you know in the last possession he probably took his shirt off you know <laughs> started playing defense sweating you know jumping in the bed but like um yeah, but you know after the game when the game was over he FaceTime me I could see you know that he was he was extremely happy like he was watching every single moment of the game and he was cheering was on. so um
2: yeah. gets inside leans in Phoenix has the ball and a pinnacle ball
0: throws it down Giannis putting it in perspective as he talks about his brother, his brother's not available because of COVID-19 protocol. But uh, interesting to hear Giannis break it down and talk about, you know, how his brother was back at the hotel getting excited. And just the idea that the Bucks are a game away from getting an NBA championship. That is just amazing. Uh, some thoughts now on the other side from Devin Booker and Chris Paul. As they met the press, what are they thinking right now?
2: I mean, one at a time. You know, our focus is the Milwaukee right now. Um, you know, that's how you have to do these series, one game at a time. And, um, yeah, that's it. Dave here in the front. Look, I, w- I wanted to ask you about the, the, the play. You guys are down one. You're coming down the court. You pick up your dribble around the foul line, uh, and, then, and then Drew comes in. Um, just what were you seeing on the court in that moment? And when you kind of had a little bit of a transition opportunity, what were you seeing in, in, uh, as you surveyed the court? I was just trying to score the ball. He was behind me. I turned, and he was right there.
3: Over the right side. Go ahead. Hey, Devin. Um,
0: you know, obviously, you had a great night, but it, it, it seemed like a lot of times that there was a lot of isolation. There wasn't a ton of ball movement. I know you talk about .5, and it, there weren't many of those
2: possessions. Did you think things got, and maybe this for Chris, too, that things were just too isolated and stagnant on offense for too long during the night? Yeah, the whole third quarter you know it's pretty much that um we were trading basket for basket for i think five minutes straight um but you know we're at our best when we get stops and get out in transition so um that's we hang i always say we hang our hat on the defense end and that's where we have to be better and chris what did you think about just kind of the ball movement and did you feel it got a little stagnant at times
1: uh yeah it, it definitely did especially in that second quarter when i was out there we talk about it all season long we've been a ball movement team and you know, sometimes the switching can cause you to do that. You know, we, we exploit it at times, but sometimes we don't. Uh, we'll go back and look at the film and, and, and see what we could have did better. Gina? For both you guys, I mean, you, you haven't lost three games in a row in six months since January and, and haven't really faced a, a must-win as far as an elimination game situation all playoffs. So just I know you get how much you guys pride yourself on resilience and, and fighting back. So just... What do you hope to see from, from you guys and, and your teammates the next two days to, to get ready for game six? Just embrace it. Yeah. You know, we, we knew this wasn't going to be easy. <laughs> uh, we didn't expect it to be, and, I mean, it's hard. You know, Coach said it all year long. You know, everything we want is on the other side of hard, and it don't get no harder than this. You know, so we got to regroup, um, learn from this game, but it's over. You know, we got to get ready for game six. Anthony? Chris, <clears throat> um, from your perspective, what what happened in that second quarter? And uh, do you feel like that's where you guys lost the game? Uh, it's a 48-minute game. You know, I'll go back and look at it and see. You know, but, uh, you know, we, we got to play uh, the way we started off the game. We got to put a full game together like that, especially going there. And um, we got to win a game in Milwaukee. So that's all that matters right now.
3: Palmer, to you on Zoom
1: going to go to Greg Moore with the Arizona Republic. Thanks, fellas. Uh, this is obviously a really tough loss. Devin, how frustrated are you uh, for Chris right now? Next, next question,
0: please. How frustrated are you for Chris? Okay. Yeah, uh, not a great question. And uh, not surprising that Devin Booker did not answer it. So the focus for the Suns is to win another game. And I will tell you, because these playoffs, as I mentioned, are unpredictable, it wouldn't surprise me if the Suns found a way to win in Milwaukee and then go to Game 7. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. But the key, I believe, for the Suns is for them to be able to get it into Ayton to be able to shoot the ball better, and Chris Paul's going to have uh, better than just one quarter of production, plus quarter production. It's got to be multiple where he can either make others better, or he's got to be able to help the offense in a much better way because he disappeared the first three quarters. I thought as far as him scoring the basketball. Here, as I mentioned before, the Bucks may get off to a slower start, but they are relentless when it comes to putting you know imposing their will on the competition. And again, it doesn't necessarily make the Bucks a great team, but they are doing what they do best to try to win basketball games. So hats off to them. So as I've mentioned in the past, and I'll say it here today, I, uh, this series is very intriguing to me because it's not about the Phoenix and Milwaukee market. It's about basketball. And it's trying to figure out like who's going to be able to step up and really lead their team to the next level in order to get this Larry O'Brien champ- uh, trophy because... You know, for me, Chris Middleton is the MVP so far on the Bucs side. And for the Sun side, you know, Booker had a bad game in the finals, but he's been doing what he can offensively, but others have to step up. It won't be a ton of bench depth. It's got to be the stars. Which stars are going to be able to come through on Tuesday night and get it done in game six? Can't wait to see it. As I always tell you, that this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. They support us, so we want you to support them. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. You follow them on Twitter, and just download the app. You know, I would never endorse something I don't believe in. So, y'all, I want you to check out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Find out if some, something out there is for you, whether it's the NBA playoffs, whether it's Major League Baseball. DraftKings is the spot. Okay, we will have another podcast uh, after Game Six as we take a look at this series. Will the Bucks win the championship, or the Suns can they make it a Game Seven? I, my original prediction is that the Suns would win this in seven. Now, that's only because I thought that the speed of the Suns, the way they get up and down the floor, would be able to prevail. But look at what the Bucks have done. The Bucks did what I did not expect for them to go into Phoenix and win. Now, can Phoenix win two more to capture the championship? It's looking less likely, <laughs> but with these playoffs, who knows? I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for downloading the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. That way you never miss an episode. It's also on the Cap and J. Hood Podcast feed on ESPN 1000 on the ESPN 1000 app. It's also on SoundCloud and wherever you get your podcasts. The Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. We'll talk in a couple days. Let's see what happens after game six.